Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. WWE exists in a bubble formed by arrogance. A not particularly nice Carney blew up his wrestling company, reimagined the industry in his own image, and grew even more entitled and aloof when he was able to masquerade as a legitimate businessman upon floating his empire in 1999. This is a company so detached from wider society and the conventions of reasonable human behavior that they think it's somehow incredibly benevolent that some 95 years after women were given the vote, they allowed their female independent contractors to participate in Hell in a Cell matches and not exist as masturbation material for its boomer commentary team. It's like upper WWE management are a different species to the rest of us, as if the world we mere peasants live in must adjust to their whims and wants. That in mind, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, and these are 10 times WWE had their head up their ass. Number 10. Vince McMahon's feud with Stan Kroenke. Nobody in wrestling, beyond the fans that were set to attend the event, gave a single toss that Denver Nuggets owner Stan Kroenke double-booked his venue back in 2009. What happened, briefly, was thus. Kroenke, who mustn't have rated his team's chances of making the playoffs, booked Raw for the Pepsi Center without conceiving that they might and the Nuggets made the playoffs. Vince blew a gasket that mutated into a childish and, well, very WWE publicity stunt. He appeared on ESPN, presumably after telling Jonathan Coachman that he'd bloody knock him clean out if he couldn't, and said Kroenke should be arrested for impersonating a good businessman. Zing. He then challenged Kroenke to a steel cage match before in a QPR move that secured WWE another day in the news, relocated Raw to the home of Denver's opponents, the LA Lakers. But then Vince put great disproportionate effort in continuing this thing that only he gave a toss about by now by booking a babyface team Lakers versus heel team Nuggets main event infamous for that Mr. Kennedy back suplex. This was the audience of one, and bollocks what anybody else thought or what the more important people looked like. Number nine, treating long-term employees like sh**. Sometimes it feels like WWE is so involuntarily awful that they aren't aware that they're the baddies. It was absolutely fair for the company to cut Jim Johnston. Well, it wasn't a very good idea since you can't hum a single theme tune produced in the last two years, but it was 
their decision to make. But put the poor bastard in the Hall of Fame, for Christ's sake, thank him for his efforts before booting him out of the Cracker Factory without wishing him good luck. The greatest referee in the world... Mike Kyoda was unceremoniously dumped during Black Wednesday and tenured timekeeper Mark Yeaton was let go all the way back in 2014 because WWE doesn't value those that built the company, even those who became part of the furniture. Number 8. Basically everything to do with the pandemic. WWE's approach to operating during the ongoing global bastard was hypocritical, negligent and arrogant. It was as if they believed they could just get away with it. We beat WCW, we can do anything, etc, etc. They even had the audacity to criticise Renee Young for contracting the virus and publicising it as if snitching was worse than creating an environment in which it was theoretically possible to actually die. WWE considers itself a family, but they had no qualms over banishing various relatives the very second their prized record profit year was under the merest hint of a threat. Number 7. The AEW Counter-Strategy WWE has had a full two years to strategize against the inbound threat of All Elite Wrestling. Mainstream billionaire-funded competition headed up by the three men, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, who proved themselves drawing cards with a monopolized industry they had little right to transcend. WWE armed itself with cynicism and a boatload of excuses that never washed. They embarked on a contractual renewal spree and broke its pay scale to thwart the temptation of a rival offer, installed Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff as executive directors in an attempt to hoodwink fans expecting much-needed systematic creative change, and they also positioned NXT as a defense shield in the Wednesday Night War. Faced with a day of reckoning, WWE fought back with capitalism without ever considering that what it passed for art might just be the problem. AEW is the manifest of change WWE fans willed into existence in 2011 and 2013. WWE in response continued to curl out the same old crap. Number 6. It's a marathon not a sprint. In a quite splendid self-own, WWE congratulated AEW for winning the first ratings battle of the Wednesday Night War in a press release. I mean just look at this. Good God almighty, what a drastically immature reaction only a company detached from reality could have made. Actually, AEW didn't win because people liked NXT too. People said the wrestling was really good. That was the real quiz. That was the real quiz. What happened on October 2nd was this, and it illustrated the strategy of both sides. AEW formed a heel stable that acted as a big bang of storytelling that spanned several months and several more match combinations. And NXT, in contrast, spaffed their load by booking the most popular act among the teenage demographic to lose within the first 20 minutes of the show. One side was sprinting, all right. Number five, stand up for WWE. Linda McMahon made a play for public office in 2010, and Vince got pissed when the things he'd done or authorised were brought to the attention of the public. This led to the stand up for WWE campaign, in which Vince asked his fans to defend Linda's workers' rights record and suitability to serve the public. As part of the marketing strategy, WWE released a video entitled Employee 
WWE stand up for WWE? Brilliantly, literally one word develops an amazing irony. A black and white title card reads, on October 18th, 2010, the employees of World Wrestling Entertainment voluntarily gathered to stand up for WWE. The effect of this aesthetic choice made it look like the opening credits of a bloody found footage horror film. Nobody stood up for WWE. Well, Seth Rollins did, but he was nine years too late. Number four, pointless acts of cruelty. WWE's mission statement, as we all know, is to put smiles on people's faces. Vince McMahon literally has his head so far up his own arse that he must reside permanently in his own intestines. How could you possibly smile about Mr. McMahon mocking JR's Bell's palsy? About Dean Ambrose being scripted to say that God punished Roman Reigns with his leukemia diagnosis. About Brock Lesnar opening up a shoot hole in Randy Orton's sodding head. WWE is a callous outfit off screen and this culture bleeds over to the TV product that has for so long been so mean-spirited. Did you have a nice time at the wrestling, Timmy? Well, they ironed Jim Neidhart on a table while he was still warm, and Natty looked legitimately shaken up. It friggin' rules. Number three, burying Daniel Bryan in 2010. Signed on the recommendation of the legend that is William Regal, WWE surveyed, well, not you, Manga, Daniel Bryan, and were astonished at what they saw. A short, pale technician who didn't look like a superstar and couldn't possibly be a superstar. Irrespective of whether or not that was true, and by the way, it absolutely was not, his burial on the first season of NXT wasn't just inexplicable in isolation. WWE was only big by the standards of a shrunken industry, but the relative size of the organisation impressed itself, at least. FCW was the five-star wrestling to the top end of an indie circuit that was closer to WWE in this analogy. And yet WWE had the outrageous goal to dampen Brian's achievements. Incidentally, why in the hell would you do this when promoting new talent? As big nothings because he worked high school gyms. What did this malicious campaign say about his NXT peer group? Was the audience to simply infer their automatic star power through a tanned abdominal muscle, which they'd hypocritically changed tack on a few years later led to the state of the market today. Number two, not pushing Daniel Bryan in 2013. Daniel Bryan was the guy. He didn't look like the guy, so he wasn't the guy. The fact that it was as stark as that made the decision for legions of WWEs to sack it all off quite easily. He was over, but he wasn't tall. The dissonance only Vince McMahon felt mystified him. And so, faced with a stark truth his brain simply could not register, he responded with a solution only he deemed acceptable. <laughs> Give the wacky short guy's chant to a big fella. This was criminal. The Big Show was antithetical to Daniel Bryan. Ancient, lumbering and stigmatised as a main event bust, he wasn't the vital, explosive master storyteller fans were desperate to receive as the man. If the WWF asked Pete Gass to raise his eyebrow and bask in the adulation of the millions, you're really not that far off. But you see, Big Show wasn't short. Brian wasn't tanned either, and nor was he an in-house guy. So let's go ahead and use him to heat up Randy Orton's umpteenth mega push, since they always move the needle. Brian was a star in himself, and his intoxicating 2013 run shouldn't be put forward as a symbol, but he was that, too. Everything he embodied took root elsewhere. And astonishingly, WWE 
this up twice. Number one, not pushing Daniel Bryan in 2015. If The Rock was the people's champion, he reflected back their gaze at the Royal Rumble. After a colossally f***witted titular match, he emerged to play a deeply cynical role WWE fans saw through with eyes of fury. They weren't buying this pathetic attempt to get Roman Reigns over via osmosis, particularly since the match was constructed with brain-wormed malice. The young guys you liked were all tossed by Kane and the Big Show. They knew you thought of them as prehistoric interlopers, but if they knew that, they had to know you didn't want Reigns to win either. An egregious meta-work that understood its audience and didn't, all at the same time. Perhaps that's kind. Perhaps they didn't expect you to get behind Roman as the final cog on the chain that linked the workhorses to their burial to your winner. Perhaps they just wanted them the hell out of Dodge before the tall, handsome hero chucked out the two giant baddies. Two giant baddies? How strong and brave is that Roman, eh, guys? It was a disastrous match from which, thanks to a tremendous Brandon Thurston deep dive, WWE's decline in popularity can be traced. Daniel Bryan was swiftly eliminated mid-match because he was a pale plant-munching dork. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.